When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, welcome to another installment of Harry Potter Theory. Today, we're going to be discussing three major differences between the book and film versions of Hermione Granger. Of course, if you know even a little about the wizarding world of Harry Potter, you know, or at least have heard of, the name Hermione Granger. One of Harry's two best friends, Hermione is the highly intelligent muggle-born witch who has a reputation for her love of books and academia. After being sorted into Gryffindor alongside Harry and Ron Weasley, the three develop a close friendship that only grows stronger as their years together at Hogwarts go on. Throughout the series, Hermione spends plenty of time at the Weasley home, along with Harry, and is present during most of Harry's epic adventures. And while all of this may be true in both the Harry Potter novels and films, There are actually many major differences when it comes to this main character's traits. Naturally, slight differences between a character's physical appearance and personality are to be expected when translating a story from the page to the screen. It can be a difficult task indeed to adapt the dynamic characteristics of multiple beloved characters, especially when you're dealing with a lengthy manuscript. For example, what can be expanded on in 800 to 900 pages of a novel is incredibly difficult to cram into the confines of a two-hour movie version. And to that end, I've often encouraged fans of Harry Potter to, at least to some extent, view the novels and the films as two separate entities. Yes, of course, they are both set in the same Wizarding World universe, and yes, the main characters from the books are present and accounted for in all of the movies, But, if you want the two stories to be the exact same representations of each other, you will be sadly disappointed. And the depiction of individual characters is no different. However, certain liberties taken with the character of Miss Hermione Granger do bother me quite a bit, no matter how I look at it. So, with that in mind, let's dig into some of the key differences in Hermione's character portrayal between the novels and the films. Major difference number one her appearance. So yes, let's start off with one of the most obvious differences between book and movie Hermione, her physical attributes. In the novels, especially in the first few books, we are often reminded of Hermione's large front teeth and big frizzy hair. In fact, her teeth are a topic of so much discussion in the novels that when they're shrunk down in the Goblet of Fire, Ron and Harry instantly notice. This happens after Draco Malfoy hexes Hermione using Densorgio, a spell which elongates one's teeth at an alarming rate. The incident sends her to Hogwarts Hospital Wing, where Hermione lets Madame Pomfrey shrink her teeth down to a size noticeably smaller than before. In the films, Hermione is portrayed by actress Emma Watson, who certainly isn't awkward-looking, and her teeth are, and have always been, well, not large. This, of course, cannot really be helped. Emma Watson won the role, and she did not have big teeth. And yet, you may be wondering, 
Since it was such a focal point in the books, why didn't they make her wear fake teeth for the first few films? Well, actually, they tried. According to an interview that Chris Columbus, director of the first two Harry Potter films, gave to Entertainment Weekly, they did attempt to have Emma wear a set of fake teeth to better match the novel's description of Hermione. However, young Emma found it difficult to speak when wearing the teeth, so they decided to nix it. Fair enough. In terms of her hair, however, I would argue that as the films went on, it got substantially flatter and straighter. This definitely could have been helped. What started out as rather bushy in The Philosopher's Stone was notably less so by The Chamber of Secrets, and what I'd simply call wavy by The Prisoner of Azkaban. This, I can only chalk up to Hollywood leveraging Emma Watson's natural good looks as she grew into a young woman. Frizzy hair be gone. Major difference number two, her muggleness. Now, in the books, Hermione and Harry often find themselves unaware of wizarding world practices or cultural differences from muggle society, and Ron is frequently taking it upon himself to educate them. This makes sense since Ron was born into a wizarding family and both Hermione and Harry grew up away from the wizarding world in muggle homes. Everything from reminding Hermione that she's a witch who doesn't need wood to start a fire, to explaining the offensiveness of being called a mudblood comes from Ron, the trio's resident instructor on all things magic in a cultural or societal sense. In other words, pretty much everything about the wizarding world that one could not learn in a book. Because, of course, Hermione remains the group's most studious member in terms of academia in both the novels and the films. In just the movies, however, Hermione seems to be incredibly well-versed in all things magic, from academic learnings to wizard culture. And, I must say, I do take issue with this difference. I've heard a few fans say that they believe this modification came about due to the film wanting to simplify who the audience learned wizarding facts from, but quite honestly, I just don't agree that it makes sense to have a muggle-born witch explaining things that she would have had no experience with, and quite frankly, no knowledge of. What's more, by taking many of Ron's more prominent moments, in which he explains ways of the wizarding world to Harry and Hermione, away from him in the films, it really doesn't leave him with much. He becomes somewhat of a goofy, bumbling fool in the movies, something he is not in the books. And, by contrast, it makes Hermione seem almost unreal. I mean, who is this 11-year-old who knows everything about a world she has only just discovered? It makes her rather unbelievable, if you ask me. Major difference number three, her character flaws. The final major difference between Hermione in the books versus the films has to do with her character flaws, or lack thereof. What I mean by this is that in the Harry Potter novels, Hermione is, well, flawed but in the movies, she is pretty well perfect. Now, in the novel series, Hermione, although brilliant, is often portrayed as panicky and fearful. In particular, you may remember how panicked she became in the scene mentioned earlier from the Philosopher's Stone, in which she quite forgets that she is a witch and can start fire without matches and wood. So, although she knows the element, that is, fire, that could save her, Ron, and Harry from the Devil's Snare in which they are trapped, She completely panics that they don't have the materials to make it. It's then Ron who points out to her that she has the capabilities to create fire with magic. You then compare this moment to the movie version, in which Hermione both knows how to escape from the Devil's Snare and the spell to conjure it, taking charge to free them. 
In terms of fear, in the books, Hermione is afraid of many things. This can be seen in her fear of flying and how scared of Voldemort she is, which is quite a normal thing, considering at the beginning of the series she's a child. In the movies, however, we never really hear much about Hermione being afraid of, well, anything. Her fear of flying is not focused on. In fact, in the movie, it's actually Hermione who comes up with the trio's escape plan from Gringotts Wizarding Bank in the Deathly Hallows, which in the book is a plan that belongs to Harry. And Hermione is so scared of flying that she almost doesn't get on the dragon. Another example of her fear in the book, which is absent in the films, is, as I mentioned, her fear of Voldemort. In the novels, she is among the majority of witches and wizards who refuse to say the Dark Lord's name for fear of what he represents and his infamous power. In the movies, however, she not only says Voldemort aloud, she is given what is actually Albus Dumbledore's line in the books. Fear of a name only increases fear of the thing itself. All this to say that by removing some of these character flaws of the novel version of Hermione, the movie version of her is almost too perfect. She's no longer relatable, rather, she's this beautiful, incredibly intelligent, talented, and resourceful young woman who seems too good to hang out even with the boy who lived. In fact, I think that all three of these major differences between book and film Hermione amount to the same thing. Each alteration makes her less and less relatable. What did you think? Do you agree? Did the movie ruin Hermione or improve her? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below. And, as always, if you enjoyed this video, don't forget to like it and subscribe to the channel. Until next time, remember, it does not do to dwell on dreams and forget to live.